In this week's episode, the guys are finally back, and it's a little bit of a different one. So, lots of news and lots of reviews. Hit it, Kenny. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Talking Cinema Podcast. I'm your co-host, Bobby. I'm Adam. Episode 25, and uh, this is going to be a little bit different, though. We're not going to get right into it. We're going to flip it around. We've been away for, like, two weeks, so there's not going to be, like, a main, like, part. There's not going to be a draft or, like, a spotlight this week. There's a lot of news. I'm going to get to the news first, and then we have a ton of reviews of all the newest and hottest stuff that's in theaters and on streaming platforms. (laughs) We've seen everything. We've seen everything. So you don't have to. Yeah. Dude, Adam's seen, Adam's seen so much this week. He's been putting (laughs) in in the hours for you guys. He's been putting in (laughs) hours for us. So uh, I'm going to get straight into the news. I'm going to try to fly through it. There's so much news. It's absolutely unreal. Um, But the first and obvious one, the biggest news of them all, uh, the Sage Aftra and Studios finally reached a three-year agreement ending the strike, and Kevin Bacon did the Footloose dance. We're all free now. Let's go. Big big stuff coming. I'm so amped. Um, the Bear is officially renewed for a season three. Love to hear it. Mm-hmm. There's a, there will be another remake of The Longest Yard. Don't don't need that one. Uh, a live-action Legend of Zelda movie is in the works at Nintendo. There's a John Wick anime series in the works. Um, there's an Elon Musk biopic in the works at A24, which will be so interesting. Um, <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop 4 is currently in production at Netflix, and it's set to release in 2024. So we'll probably get like an exclusive clip whenever Netflix does that like year preview video they always put out with all like their big movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Marvel is looking to move on from Kang for now in favor of Dr. Doom. I fucking love that. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> I need it now. That's a good one. Um, I don't remember what studio, but they're trying to make a new Jason Bourne movie and they're like praying Matt Damon will come back. I think that's also a terrible idea. I think Matt Damon wants nothing to do with those movies anymore. I thought that's what Jason Bourne was for, but I, I guess they don't <laughs> think so. Um, yeah, there's know. a live action Naruto in the works. Ralph Macchio and Jackie Chan are returning for a new Karate Kid movie that's set to release at the end of next year. Um, that's interesting. Probably shouldn't be made. Dave Filoni has been promoted as the chief creative officer of Lucasfilm. Also another fucking awesome move. That's great. Dave, no one gets Star Wars like Dave Filoni. Great move by Lucasfilms. Um, Jenna Ortega drops out of Scream 7 after the Melissa Barrera incident where she was let go over like Palestine-Israel stuff, which is just horrendous. Like, come on. Be be bigger than that studio. That's mm-hmm. fucking stupid. It's, it's absurd. Um, um, I know Adam's gonna love this one. Nick Holt cast as Lex Luthor in Superman Legacy. It's such a good cast. Come on, don't not just Adam. That's a good casting. You know it's gonna be good. I'm not. I'm not this. I'm not dissing it. I know he okay. thought I dissed it at first. He DM'd me it. I didn't. I'm not dissing it. 
I'm just not going to get my hopes up like I did for Jesse Eisenberg. I thought Jesse Eisenberg was going to be a great Lex Luthor, and look how that turned out. He's literally the worst Lex Luthor. Like, he's he horrendous. Bad? It's really bad. <laughs> Go take a look at his role in that. It's It's god-awful. Um, and then the biggest news, besides the, the first thing I said, is the rumored MCU Fantastic Forecast is out. As the thing would be Eben Moss Bakra. The Human Torch would be played by Joseph Quinn. Sue Storm by Vanessa Kirby. And then Reed Richards will not be John Krasinski. Pedro Pascal instead, as of right now, is like very close, almost basically set to star as Reed Richards, uh-huh. which is also very interesting. I honestly like all of them. I really like the Joseph Quinn, Human Torch. I like the Eben Moss Bakker as the thing. Vanessa Kirby. That's a fun one. Yeah, she Vanessa Kirby's awesome. She's great too, she, yeah. she was great in Napoleon. We'll get to that. But she was great in Napoleon. She's been really good this entire year. So I think that's a great one. But Pedro Pascal is the interesting one, dude. I really, I honestly really like that. That's a name that I yeah. would never have thought to like throw in that role. Right. I mean, he could do no wrong. So I have no doubts. I think it's going to be a little different maybe than we're used to. And I'm, I'm excited. I think he's great. <laughs> yeah. I'm more, more the long lines thinking of like the OG one that had Jessica Alba and Chris Evans. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that relationship between the thing and Johnny Storm or the Human Torch. If Evan Moss, Bakra, and Joseph Gwynn can somehow replicate that and maybe even like tweak it and make it a little better, that's that's all I can ask for from that movie, and it, it would be fucking awesome. Like that's the comedy yeah. part of the MC, the the Fantastic Four. If you uh-huh. could just make Dude, them those movies are great. a little funny, yeah, not the Miles Teller one. Don't watch the Miles Teller no, Michael no, B. No, Jordan no, one. No, no, no. That's really bad. That one's really bad. <laughs> But um, yeah, the I like the originals. I'm I stand for the originals. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no that that's all the news. It's a lot of stuff, guys. Um, there's been a couple trailers that have come out too recently that I'm not going to reflect on because most of them have been absolutely horrendous. Especially the mm. Madam Web one. Like that's probably actually might be the worst trailer I've ever watched. I don't know if you saw it. <laughs> I did not see it. No. It it's it's really bad. It's actually horrendous it's it's fucking god awful um right but i'm amp, i'm amped for inside out too i don't know if you guys saw that that trailer looked awesome it's adding i think it's supposed to take place when riley's in college now so she's getting like new emotions like anxiety envy it's like now she's like in puberty so she has all this other shit all these other new um feelings and emotions so yeah i think that's going to be an exciting one next year next summer i believe but yeah oh, cool. now we're going to get right into it with all the the ratings of the movies and tv shows we got a bunch we got a bunch what have you seen man what have you seen man okay i've been in the fucking lab day in and day out for you guys i feel like <laughs> what's his name in cinderella man he just like keeps taking those fights during the great depression um that's <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. You get it. Um, okay, so the first one I'll do, let's see. So, Next Goal Wins. Let's do that one. You haven't seen it, right? No. This is one of the very few movies, guys. He He's beat me, too. Mm. He beat me to this one. Okay, fair and square. Um, <laughs> so, Next Goal <laughs> Wins is like, 
this movie that Taika made. It's his first thing since, I believe, the last Thor movie, Thor 4, um, which everybody hated. And everybody was, like, getting Taika YTD fatigue or whatever. I've seen a bunch of articles and people boasting about it. People are, like, jumping ship. They don't like his shtick anymore or whatever. Um, but, you know, I went to see the movie, and it's, like, really good. And it's, like, super cute and a lot of fun. And it's just, like, a feel-good... It's a feel-good sports movie. Um, so the plot, real quick. So it's uh, a true story about the worst international soccer team ever conceived. Um, it's the American Samoa soccer team of 2011. Um, and I believe it was the year prior, or a couple years prior, they had recorded the worst loss in international soccer history, losing 31-0 to Australia. That's real. You can look up the game highlights I did right after watching the movie. It's ridiculous. Um, and so it's Michael Fassbender's, like, this big shot head coach. In, or not a big shot, like, just, like, kind of in the bigs but he's, like, kind of troubled in, um, like, the UK for soccer. And then they, like, send him to American Samoa to, like, straighten him out and, like, get his shit together. And then he, like, coaches the team. And all they want to do is score one goal. That's, like, the title, you know. It's, like, first goal wins. Um, and that's, like, the only thing that the manager asks of Michael Fassbender the whole time. Um, and it, it's just really funny. It's really cute. It's such, like, a good feel-good, really easy watch. It's great. I thought it was awesome. Um, and my dad, like right after we saw it, my dad was like, I think maybe, you know, Taika realized that he should only be making small movies like this. And I was like, damn, that's like a fact. I agree with that. <laughs> um, so that's how I felt about it. Small movie. He did great. Um, I'll give it an 8.4. Next goal. Solid score. I mean, yeah, right? I, I haven't seen it. Trailer's funny. It's honestly might be one of the funnier trailers I've ever seen because the whole point of the trailer is to make it seem like they're losers. So he paints himself out to be a loser. So he's like directed by right. Taika Watiti, loser of the Teen Choice Award for Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> and it's like, it's just a bunch of stuff like that. I think the other one was like loser of, was it best picture or best director director for Jojo Rabbit? <laughs> it's like, Right, yeah, it's yeah. like it's funny. <laughs> it's supposed to be funny. Fastbender was looked hilarious in it. Um, He's so good. Can I get you really start really off good. with something to drink? Wine, beer, whiskey, or is like whiskey, beer, wine? Yeah, we uh -huh. have all three of those. No, 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 no. whiskey, beer, and wine. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's all funny. Like it all looks funny. I so see him I'm going to see that. He's really good. Yeah, I want to see him. I want to see that movie soon. I'll probably honestly see it this week because I have finals next week. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to get to the movies mm -hmm. at all next week. So hopefully I get to see a movie or two this week. Yeah, it's good. And it's hopefully that's one of them. It's great. Okay, so. What do you have? The first movie I saw, because we saw most mostly like the same things. I'm going to go Napoleon. I'll, ra I'll rate Napoleon first. So go going into this movie... Um, seeing all like the scores and other like outside ratings, I went in level headed. I, I was talking to myself. I'm like, it, it it can't be that bad. People are bashing us, but it can't be that bad. Like I'm keeping an open <laughs> mind. It can't be that fucking bad. So um, I go in. Walking Phoenix, awesome. Vanessa Kirby, awesome. Acting was great. Mm -hmm. Um, Ridley Ridley Scott, all of his directing during like the battle scenes and the war scenes 
great. It looks fucking outstanding. The movie. Um, it's also it's kind of funny at times, which is honestly like I kind of enjoyed it. it, it like, like some of the parts were like an enjoyable funny. The other parts I was kind of like eh, it, you didn't need to be funny there. It's kind of like a, like one of those like Thor four parts where it's like eh, you should probably be like a little more serious here, but. I didn't mind. I wasn't like freaking out about it, but I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. I just think the writing absolutely boned this movie. Like it just didn't flow. I think as great as it probably could have. I think that's what really killed it. I think it just the the writing and just the editing of the movie just it didn't flow smoothly. It didn't work. All three of those things didn't work as one cohesive unit. If that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, I think if you had, we're going to say David Fincher do this movie because he picks out really good uh, scripts. I think it would have been a little better because he picks out mm-hmm. good scripts. I also think as much as I love Joaquin Phoenix, I don't think you should have rewrote the script for this because I know Ridley Scott has been out there numerous times saying him and I forget the guy who actually wrote it might be like Robert Scarpa. I could I could fact check that for and I'll say that before my next review, but like you didn't have to rewrite the script for for him. It's okay. You could have probably stuck with it. It probably would have been a little better. But um yeah. Like okay. what other comments did I have? Like there there's a lot of sex in it and it's actually really funny. Like those scenes are actually hilarious. Because it's just like, like just how, like the acting in the sex scenes is actually really bad. I'll say that too. Okay. Like I just think it's like how he goes about the actual deed is just fucking so so. <laughs> it's like I heard their chemistry is like questionable. Like the yeah, I mean, this is gonna be super immature me, but the best way like it happens is he just grabs onto her. And it's just, uh-huh. he just grabs onto her and goes, and that's it. And you just sit there and like, I'm like the only person, like the theater's silent and you just hear me in the background, like, <laughs> like fucking giggling. I felt like an idiot. Like, like I was like, it was fun. Like I was like, I, like I can't hold it together, but um, their individual performance were awesome. I wouldn't say their, their chemistry's questionable. I think it was just the characters. Like, I think it's just all based on how it's written. I think it, how it's written just kind of ruins it. Mm-hmm. But um, you're going to think it's not like a bad score. I gave it a 6-8. It's not like a, a terrible score. Like by all means, it's, it's a better movie than a lot of things this year. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's really like – Yeah, it's just – it's not that – like. You, if you see it, I know you said you didn't really plan on seeing it in theaters, at least. I feel like mm-hmm. you, you would understand what I'm saying. If you have seen it already and you're listening, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But, um, yeah, it was mid. It could have been way better. I was. Expe- I think a lot of people were also expecting way better. So, Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But Napoleon. Yeah, I was confused. Like, why isn't he doing an accent? Like Napoleon was French. Well, no one was. No one was really doing any accents. I that was another thing Did I was thinking about. You? I mean, I mean the fact that no one was doing an accent, it didn't really bother me. I mean, if other people were doing accents and Joaquin Phoenix was talking normal, I would have been like, ah, okay. But like, mm-hmm. I was also thinking back to it. Like, no one has an accent in Gladiator. Like, they're all talking normal. So I mean, 
didn't bother like that doesn't bother me when I watch Gladiator and I think Gladiator is awesome. It's one of the best movies I've yeah. ever seen. Somehow like, when that it's doesn't like historically bother. accurate though. It like feels like it should be. I don't know. That's just me. Like I watched the trailer and I was like, okay, like he's just like not doing an accent. That's like interesting. Um, well, that's the thing. Like I asked my buddy because down here at, in Louisiana, like Napoleon and the French are huge in history because of the Louisiana Purchase. Like he had a big part about uh, or like in the Louisiana Purchase, and he says mm-hmm. not that accurate. And it's like yeah. supposed to be super accurate movie. <laughs> so I mean. Nah. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm gonna go six eight though. I'm gonna stand on my six eight. I think that's a fair score okay. for this movie. Interesting. Yeah, go Ooh, go see it. You, even even with me bashing it, you should still go see it. I'm not gonna like it's it's long, but you should go see it. Like the performances mm-hmm. itself and like all the war scenes and are awesome. So yeah. Yeah, Ridley Scott did a little bit of, like, a slide, right? I mean, like, what was the last thing he made? Gucci? That wasn't great. He made something else that year, too. Um, he had House of Gucci, and he made something else that I'm pretty sure was actually pretty... Oh, he made The Last Duel. The Last Duel is good. I like The Last Duel. Oh. Yeah, okay. All right, all right. Uh-huh. And then, that was... Yeah, he hasn't made anything, like, in a while since The Last Duel, though. He made... Two, he made an alien movie, and then it was The Martian, and The Martian's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's way back there, though. Um, okay, let's see. What else did I see? Um, oh, okay. You mentioned David Fincher, so I'll go with The Killer, which I know you also saw. I think we had similar opinions about it. Um, so my take... So, okay, the plot is like... Michael Fassbender's like a hitman, right? Um, and then something goes wrong. And then uh, people like beat up his girlfriend. And then the whole movie is him just like tracking down the people who beat up his girlfriend. And it was just like, I don't know. I was so fucking underwhelmed by the plot. Like I was expecting like a really fun hitman movie. You know what I mean? And it just like wasn't that at all. It was just like, John Wick without the action sequences. Um, there was one actually really cool action sequence um, in the first half, like right at the end of the first, or yeah, right at like the end of the first half. Um, there's a really cool action sequence where like they play with the sound, and it's really interesting. I think you know what I'm talking about. Like the whole thing, it like sounds like they're underwater. In, like, it's like one of the guy's coolest... house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, it's like one of the coolest action sequences I think I've seen in like a long time. I don't know how you felt about it, but like, it really struck me. I was like, well, this is awesome. Um, and then I thought that the part at the end, obviously if you haven't seen this track, it'll be like, he has a scene with Tilda Swinton. That's really good at the end. Um, and then that's it. I don't know. Parts were funny. Parts are like good. He's great. Michael Fassbender. He's always good. Um, yeah, I was just, like, so underwhelmed with the plot. I think that's what it is. And it's based on a book, so there's a lot of, um, like, internal monologue stuff, narration and whatnot. Um, and that gets pretty tiring at times. But, uh, yeah, it was okay. Again, I was just really underwhelmed with the plot. I would have loved to see things happen in a movie. <laughs> um, yeah, not much. I'll go with a 7.2. How'd you feel about it? Um, I think I liked it a little better than you, but, okay. um, I really liked 
the Fincher Fastbender combo. I think their styles complement each other very well. And I think it's one of my director actor combos of the year. I think it's one of my favorite like pairings of the year. I really uh-huh. enjoyed like their styles colliding. I thought the entire, the entire scene or like, or I guess I'm not gonna say scene the entire time he's in, is it Paris? He starts off in, I forget the opening scene, wherever he's, yeah, wherever he starts off in the opening scene and to when everything like until he gets back to his house, I guess, mm-hmm. like was awesome. Like I thought, yeah, like monologue, like that's when you first start hearing the monologue that you hear in the trailer where he's like, you can't tra-, like he says the same thing over and over again to like make sure he's still like locked in, in the zone. And it does get a little repetitive throughout the movie, but I get why it's there. And mm-hmm. then he does go on like his, I guess, like it was honestly kind of, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't have said John Wick because John Wick was more like, mm-hmm. that's literally just action and there's literally no writing. There's no substance to those movies. It's like, you killed my fucking dog. <laughs> I guess I just and then felt he like kills everyone. Tour kind of deal. Yeah. Gotcha. But, um, but like he kind of just like, yeah, he goes around and he's just kind of just killing everyone, trying to find out what happened. Also, in the midst of him trying to clean up his own mess that he made, too. I think it's like a like a bit of both, because he fucks up at the beginning. If you haven't seen it, that's a, a spoiler. But I mean, you, I feel like you could have fucking seen that coming. But he fucks up at the beginning, guys. Oh, oh no, I spoiled it. I'm sorry. <laughs> so what? Um, so what? He fucks up. Yeah. But that like whole like, I'm gonna say the first thirty minutes of the movie is fucking awesome. I thought that was like if you could could have made that like a short film, like if that was a short yeah. film that wins Oscar, like that it was phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good take. But it was one of my more anticipated movies of this like the back end of this year, and it didn't live up to it. Sadly, um, it was honestly also just like fucking weird. I just thought it was like a weird movie in general. Felt like the, the mm-hmm. past couple of movies I've seen are like a little just like weird. There's another weird one I'm we're gonna talk about later. I know you know exactly what I'm talking <laughs> about. They don't know what I'm talking about, but <laughs> um, but yeah, it was like it's hard to like. I feel like you you know. I'm just kind of like it's hard to like word how it's weird. I think it might have just been because he's like got the same monotone voice and he says the same right. fucking thing over and over again. There's not much dialogue from him either. No, not at all. It's like more or less just kind of watching him work in the shadows and like, like try to fix everything he fucked up from the beginning. Because it all stemmed from. I mean, it worked for me. It's just like. Yeah. It it works for me. It's just like. It's just like. Like Fincher's styles, obviously, like it's out there and you could see it and it's awesome. But it's just a weird one from him. Like I like I, I would never have thought to see like, I guess him do this. I don't want to be like, I'm gonna. I don't care. Like this boring of a movie because it's kind of like it gets boring it at times. Boring. Yeah, no, it's yeah. totally boring. So, yeah. So I mean, I don't know, but I think I enjoyed it a little more than you. I'm gonna give it an eight point two. I think I thought that was a, okay. a solid score because the acting's just absolutely unreal. Like, yeah, I really liked what you said about their styles complementing each other uh, very nicely. I need Thank another you. movie with them too. I agree. One that's like actually like worthy. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a good take. Um, okay, 
Let's see, what did I see? We'll save the the one that you're thinking of for last. I think that's a good place to <laughs> to end. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, let's see, what else did I see? Oh, I saw. We well, we both saw the Hunger Games. Um, so I'm like a pretty. I wouldn't say I'm like a super fan, but like I love the first two movies. I think the first two movies are awesome. Like we grew up with that. Um, I've only seen the last two, like the part one, part two, one time. I forget everything about it, but I rewatched the first two, you know, not like frequently, but like enough. Um, so I'm like a fan, I guess. I don't know. Um, I thought it was like pretty good. Well, when I first heard they were making like a Hunger Games prequel, I was like excited to see the story of like the first Hunger Games. You know what I mean? And then it was like when I found out it's all about like President Snow or whatever, I wasn't... I was kind of like, okay, like, I don't know if I really care about his origin story, you know what I mean? And I still don't feel like I really give a shit about him. But it, I, as, as a movie, it is cool, just, like, on its own. Um, but, yeah, like, at the end of the day, like, I don't really give a fuck about President Snow or where he came from. But, like, uh, as its own movie, it's pretty it's pretty good. Um, Rachel Zegler sings a lot. I didn't expect that. She's good. She's, she's great. She's from Clifton. Represent. Um, she's good. The guy, I don't know the guy's name. You'll probably know it. Who played Snow. He's solid. Um, yeah, I don't know. Peter Dinklage is good. Viola Davis is awesome. Um, that's about it. Oh, Hunter Schaefer is really good. She's not in it as much as I was expecting based on like marketing and whatnot, but she's really good when she is in it. She's got like the great Hunger Games look, like shaved eyebrows and shit. It's awesome. Um, yeah, I'm not going to give away too much of the plot, but basically, like, Snow, it's, like, I think it's, like, the sixth Hunger Games or something like that, um, and, like, Snow being, like, a kid of the capital or whatever has to, like, sponsor uh, a tribute, which is Rachel Zegler from District 12, and, like, he kind of falls in love with her, and then he does some shady shit after the games, because she's in it. And she, like, you know, she survives it. Um, and then he does some shady shit after, and then things get weird. Um, I thought it was okay. I didn't hate it. Some of the stuff, the ending's not great. A little ambiguous. I really love that. Um, yeah, I thought the ending was actually pretty bad, like you said. Um, but, yeah, it was it was good. I don't know. I, I didn't hate it. Um, I'll give it like a seven, so, seven, um, six. Yeah. So, um, as you mentioned the, so for, um, first, before I get into mine, the writer of Napoleon's David Scarpa. So that's his name. I, I meant to shine back on that before the last one, but it's, it's two reviews now, but his name's David Scarpa. I was right on the first name, terribly wrong on this or right on the last name, terribly wrong on the first name. It's my bad. <laughs> If you're listening, Mr. Scarpa. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> Hunger Games, the ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Um, yeah, Rachel Zegler, she's great. Um, it seems like she's honestly only cast to sing in all of her movies. Like, I'm pretty sure this That's is her wrong. third or fourth movie. And this is like the third or fourth movie she's sung in. I think she's her fourth movie is actually Snow White, and she one hundred percent has to sing in that. So she, as of right now, she would be three for four in singing roles. The only singing, yeah, the only non-singing role, Shazam, and um, 
but who plays young um, director Snow is Tom Blythe. That was the second role ever, I believe, or like second okay. ever movie, which is honestly pretty cool for him because like that's just such a big like hit. Like that's that's such like a just a career starter right there. Mm-hmm. Um, like you mentioned, it wasn't the sixth; it was the tenth Hunger Games, and. Gotcha. Yes, it follows Snow. He's like top of his class, super smart, living in the in the uh, in the capital. And he's like, they find out that they have to sponsor a kid from each district, and he gets Lucy Gray, who is Rachel Zegler. That's in District Twelve, and so it shows him all that. Like, it goes through him seeing her and like trying to make sure she survives the Hunger Games and everything, and hope tries to help her out and win. Obviously, not going to spoil it, but you could just assume. And then they end up finding out some shady shit he did. So he later gets, this is a spoiler. I'm just going to go out and spoil it. Because, so just, just skip like a minute. Skip to, I'm going to say skip to the 30 minute mark. I'm going to go through this quick. If you haven't seen it yet, I'm going to go, I'll go through it quick for you. So yeah, he gets sent to District 12. He's like a soldier. He helped, like he cheated so that Lucy Gray didn't die because he likes her, and so he goes to District Twelve so he could spend time with her. He hangs out with her and stuff. He does more shady shit. He uses one of those like, I'm gonna like what what were the birds that um recorded people? He uses one of those things to record his best friend. The gets mocking. his best friend killed. No, that's not a mocking jay. It was something else. I think my no, it was like a, a mocking jay, bro. No, they're not a Mockingjay. I'm telling you right now. You can search it up. You can search it up as not a Mockingjay. All right, anyways, the people who are like about to come back in 20 seconds are going to kill me if I keep talking. He does more shady shit, and then it ends up – Lucy Gray disappears. It's really weird, and then he ends up coming back. He kills Peter Dinklage. Viola Davis makes him like her protege. Now people know why he hates District 12, and the ending fucking sucked. It would have been so much cooler if um, I think it's Don Sutherland came out. But that's it. Look, you guys are back. I did it all in a minute. There you go. Hey. Well, um, yeah, the um, ending fucking stinks. It's horrendous. Yeah. It's, it, they it's had okay. so much opportunity there. They had so much opportunity there. It's a bad ending. It's and it's ambiguous. Yeah, I don't I'll, like when that shit's ambiguous. Like, just tell us I what mean, fucking happened. Uh, it's a, but what was cool is, like, all the subtle, like, kind of like Easter eggs in the writing in part three, like with stuff like, Oh, what is that? And then you hear something and you're like, Oh my God, that goes along with like the, the original like trilogy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it's like stuff like that where you're like, like you hear like the audience people behind you or in front of you or next to you go <clears throat> like, is it like that? Some of those <laughs> in the writing yeah, it's broken up in three parts, by the way, in case you weren't aware. Yeah. Um, um, first two parts are great. Last one stinks. Uh, I give this movie a 6.8 out of 10. I, it was better than Napoleon, though. It, it goes higher up than Napoleon. I liked it better than Napoleon. Okay. Yeah, not bad. I don't know. I wasn't, like, pissed about it. I was just like, yeah, that was, you know, worth my time. Yes. Um, uh, do you have any others before the last one? For the last one, let's see. Um, okay, I have two this is more. Not like... I have two more before the last one. Okay, then I'll put another one in. Um, 
this does not go with my whole, uh, you know, seeing stuff in the movies and whatnot. But uh, <laughs> after watching Nick Skull Wins, I wanted to rewatch a Taika movie. So I watched Hunt for the Wilder People. Have you seen it? No, I have not. Okay. So it, um, some people say it's his best movie because it's like when my dad was like, you know, he should be making small movies like he used to. And, like, he's right, because, like, when he was making small movies, they were, like, that guy is so perfect for indie films. He should not be making, like, big blockbusters or whatever. Like, I know Thor 3 was great and everything, but, like, I don't think that guy should be making these huge, huge movies. Um, yeah, like, Hunt for the Wilder People is a super small movie when he was, when Taiga was still, like, pretty much a nobody. Um, and it's, so the kid from Deadpool 2... Uh, he plays Russell. I forget his name. Um, so he's the main kid in Hunt for the Wilder People. And it's just like this kid named Ricky Baker, who's him, um, is he's not an orphan, but like his mom gave him up or whatever. So like he's in the adoption system or whatever. Um, and he gets adopted by this couple. And then spoiler, but like not really like the wife dies. And then he grows a bond with like this really kind of stiff and cold dad figure. And then um, the dad, like, Ricky tries to run away, and then the dad goes into the woods to find him, and they both go missing because they're like, let's just camp out here in the woods, blah, 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 because Ricky, they were going to take Ricky back, and he doesn't want to go back because he's, like, attached now. Um, so they, like, hide out in the woods while everybody's trying to find them. Um, and, yeah. It's fucking hilarious. It's really, really funny. And it's super cute. A lot of cute moments in it. Um, and yeah, it's like Taika at his best. And it's really good. And I recommend it to anyone who has not seen it. Um, yeah, Hunt for the Wilder People. It's great. There's not really much to say. It's, you know, again, kind of feel good like most of his movies. Um, really fucking funny. And just like really cute. It's, it's a good time. You'll like it. Um, I'll give it a 9.1. That's a good score. Um, it's a good score. It's a good movie. So, this one's not in theaters anymore. It did come out this year. You guys should be like, why did you see this movie? But um, this movie's Ruby Gilman, Teenage Kraken. Um, so, it obviously, it's about, like, a girl that lives amongst people, but, like, she's not allowed to go in water, and then she goes into water, and she finds out she's a kraken, or she can turn into a kraken. But um, mm-hmm. it's a cute coming-of-age movie for kids. Uh, basically just about a girl finding out who she really is. I feel like that's pretty straightforward. Um, it has a lot of heart. The animation style, like a lot of movies this year, is actually pretty cool. Um, some of the voice acting fell flat at times, but it's kind of like ironic because it's actually a pretty decent cast because it's Lana Condor. Uh-huh. Yeah, Lana Condor, who does all like the... Like the, she, like, it's all the, um, like girl, those girls movies on Netflix. I forget what they're called right now. Dang it. What are, what are they called? Um, the two, all the boys I've, I've loved before, like all those movies, she's the lead in those. Um, Tony Collette's in it. And <laughs> who else? Uh, Will Forte's in it. I don't know if you know who Will Forte is. I don't know who Will Forte is. What are you talking about? He's in it. Sam Richardson's in it. Like, it's not a like it's not a bad cast. Like, that's why I thought that was pretty shocking. That like the the, the voice acting isn't that great, and mm-hmm. like some of the writing's not so 
right? But other one, it's like, it's a solid watch if you have like kids at home. Um, I give it a six three. It's still solid. I mean, it has its problems okay. that you could visibly tell, and it's pretty predictable. Like the writing's not awesome, but yeah, I mean, it's not the greatest thing I've seen since sliced bread. <laughs> so, did I watch it? If you got a Peacock account, you guys should go watch it. Okay. Um, Interesting. What else do I? I've so I lied. I actually now have two more things to review. One of them is a TV right, show. I can though, stretch. I've seen it. Much. I can stretch. Okay. So have you seen the Marvels? <laughs> yes, I have. Oh yeah. Why didn't I think of Marvels? Yeah, I was gonna do that actually. Okay. The Marvels. You want to go first? So. Um, yeah, I'll go first. I thought all the leads were great, and I thought the chemistry between them was absolutely awesome. I thought Sam L. Jackson was great as always as Nick Fury. Like, he's never not good as Nick Fury. But I thought the biggest like weakness of this film was the villain. I thought she it was like awful. It was just it was like a recycled version of Ronan the Accuser. They just turned Ronan yeah. and like, it's going to sound hard. Like how I'm going to word it is going to sound horrible, but I can't like say it any worse. But like, oh, they just made Ronan a girl. Like it's, oh, it doesn't make God. her, like, weak. it doesn't make it weak. It doesn't make her weak at all. It's just, that's oh. the only way they could have recycled Ronan the Accuser. It's literally all they did. But like, mm-hmm. she's not weaker than Ronan. She's just as powerful guys. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It was a girl. I'm. I'm it, that's the only way I could have reiterated. Like to reiterate, it's nothing against her at all. But it was just a weak, like like it was just recycled. Like they could have done so much better. You couldn't have thought of anything else. Could have done anyone else. Could have done anyone else. But you had to recycle someone. Like come on. Like, come on, you, dude, just to think I thought Marvel was doing, like, getting better. Like, <laughs> I'm going to review Loki after this. Like, dude, come on. Because it's so good. And then you do that shit. You do, you do that bullshit. You pull that bullshit out on me. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> yeah, fuck. I can, I can relate to that. Like, damn it. Yes. Nothing against against the villain being a woman or anything. I'm putting that out there right now. That's <laughs> right, nothing right. to do with the fact <laughs> that she's a girl. But, like, come on. You could have done so much better. <laughs> And then, like, it was just also the fact that, spoiler warning, like, she puts both bangles on and then just dies immediately. Like, dude, come on. Yeah. Get a little more creative. Get a little more creative. I mean, I guess it shows that she wasn't worthy of it, but get, come on, get a little fucking creative. Like, <laughs> what is this? It's fucking amateur hour here? Come on. Yeah. Like, this is some fucking bullshit. Damn it. I mean, I still really liked it. I gave it a 7-3. I thought that's a fair score. But, like, what the fuck, dude? Such bullshit. You gotta write the fucking movie better. But no. Um, <laughs> the leads were absolutely fucking awesome. That Like, all the acting was great. I'm pretty sure it wasn't, like, all an all-women, like, production for the most part. I don't know, actually. I'm pretty sure it was, like, a majority, if not entirely, like, a woman production. So... You could, I, I, I could fact check myself while you do your thing, but okay, woman power. <laughs> Bobby stands for women, guys. He doesn't hate women. Um, <laughs> okay, so yeah, my take. I actually, 
Um, again, spoiler warning. I didn't mind the death scene like too too much. I kind of caught me off guard, which I liked a little bit. I like when they go for like a little surprise death. You know what I mean? Um, so it didn't. I it was it was uncreative, I guess, but like I liked the shock factor of it. I thought it worked. Um, yeah, I didn't care too much for the villain either. My biggest complaint was like, so it's the shortest Marvel movie in uh like the history of the marvel movies it's like i think like hour 35 hour 40 maybe um you know without credits and whatnot um and it like it really feels like that like for me i it genuinely felt like like a you know disney plus special like um one of the other ones that they did i forget the name of it werewolf at night or something like that um or no, not, that's not what it's called. Uh, I don't know, actually. Um, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, one of, like, the TV specials that like, an hour long. That's what it felt like. It felt really fucking short and just not really film-like in that way just because it was so compressed. And it felt like, I don't know, you kind of lose the stakes in that a little bit. Like, there was also this big war that they mention and, like, reference throughout the film that they, like, kind of completely glance over and they don't really do a good enough job at telling us what it was or like why it's important um there could have been like honestly like if you just did like a little 10 minute scene at the beginning just to show us what it was about like really could have profited off that i don't know um but yeah it, it felt really fucking short i don't know but like you said everybody's great in it the chemistry is awesome uh between the three marvels it's great they're they're awesome it's you know it's a good movie it's a lot of fun it's really funny um yeah, just like a little short and could have been more um, comprehensive, I guess. I don't know. Just like, you know, uh, yeah, could have taken their time a little bit on some things. I don't know. We needed some explaining, but uh, no complaints. I'll give it an 8.2. I had fun, so no complaints. Yeah, um, based on my fact check, um <clears throat> For the majority, was a like, it was a heavy like female production. And how does and that make you feel? I don't. Good, dude. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't, I'm kidding. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. It's good. It <laughs> makes me feel good. Um, but breaking news here. I just have to say it. Oh, because it's quick. Um, Past Lives won Best Feature at the Gotham Awards. Eat it. Best movie of the year. That's, a, that's one support. Wow. That's one support. It. That's one support award. Come on, road to the Oscars, past lives. I'm on the train. <laughs> but um, you yeah, know, it was really quick. It was, but I honestly liked it. I thought like the whole fast paced thing just showed it kind of showed how like the urgency of the movie, like that was going on in the movie, how like quick everything was happening around them. So I think the fast paced mm -hmm. did help out. I think it like represented it well. I feel like that's one thing. Like some Marvel movies lack, like it could be a fucking two and a half hour movie, and it's super slow. And it's all supposed to be taking place over like, like a like a two hour span, and it's or like like a like a ten hour span. It's like, oh my gosh, if he's like jumping from planet to planet right now, why are you guys meeting him after he destroys five of the planets? Why are you just like not just going right after him? Like that's what Captain mm -hmm. Marvel did, and I thought that was really cool. So, you know, seven three on the Bob scale. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, did you watch Loki? Did you finish Loki? Actually, I know you watched Loki. Did you finish I did. Loki? I did. Um, I thought it was fucking awesome. 
It was so good. Um, it is I called. Good. It's good. I don't know if I said on the, the pod. I definitely said to my um, roommates, but it was rumored. I'd seen like a, tw- a tweet that they were planning on mo- switching him from the God of mischief to the God of stories, which is exactly what they did. So that was sharp on my end. I was like, they're doing this. I filed with it. Actually, it wasn't sharp. I just, I, I copy and pasted the tweet. I was like, yeah, they're doing this. And that's what they did. It was absolutely <laughs> awesome. Um, probably the best character arc of any MCU character ever. It was absolutely awesome. Like it's definitely the best Marvel show. Like, why can't you do that with every show? How do you do secret invasion? And then that, like, that's just absolutely ridiculous. Secret invasion um, was so bad. Yeah. There's not much I can really say about it. I mean, if you've seen Loki, you kind of just get, you know, the gist of it and just, yeah, I'm going to go overall for the season 8.6. Very good, okay. though. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, yeah, I thought the finale was, like, perfect. I don't know. Just, like, again, yeah, it's, like, everything that's been put into that character over, like, 10 years. Like, that's what's so, like, incredible about Marvel that I don't think people even still, like, talk about enough. It's just, like, they tell stories over, like, a decade. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this loki character arc has been going on for 10 years and it's just like you know it's incredible it's incredible to watch and follow and it's just like what they can do with this character is unbelievable this has um, been and it's a so, 12 so like 12 years it's been 12 years right. of character development right i just think that's like so character. fucking awesome um and they do it so well and they really start landing with him and there's um a line at the end that i don't want to spoil but um i did find out that tom hiddleston improvised it and i thought that was very cool there's like a big moment at the end where he says a line from the first Thor movie. See if you can catch it in the finale. Um, and then, you know, tweet us and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I thought it was great. I thought the season as a whole was really solid. I think I liked it more than the first season, although I was, it like asks a lot of the audience. I think at times it's just like, it's very, very sci-fi. And at times it can be very, you can get lost in the, in the sauce of like the TVA whatnot branches and all that stuff, it can get confusing. Um, but overall, I thought it was really, really good. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go Loki season two. I'm gonna go eight nine. Yeah, that's a fair score. I don't think it's a nine. I don't think that, like because the season had its like there's a little bit like it's not good enough to be a nine, but that finale is absolutely awesome. That's one of the best like finishes to a show I've ever or like yeah, even a season. I've ever seen. Um, yeah, I don't know if season three is confirmed, say, but yeah. supposedly there's a Mobius and Miss Minutes are supposed to be in Deadpool three. I heard speculation about what? that. Supposedly they may, they may appear in Deadpool three. So yeah, Deadpool well, three is supposed to be like a really big movie that like takes a giant step towards Secret Wars. So. I'm amped for that. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> yes. Um, but, um, yeah, we'll get into the last one. <laughs> What's the last movie we've seen? Okay. The weird movie that second? we've been... I'll go second, but what's the weird movie we've been alluding to this entire time? Okay. Um, I think I think this is a good thing that we're doing this. I think people want to hear about this movie. Um, it's called Saltburn. Um came out like a week ago two weeks ago i don't know 
Uh, <laughs> um, okay. So I'll get right into it. So, okay. How, how the fuck do I tackle this? Okay. So it's by this uh, woman, Emerald Fennel, who made Promising Young Woman uh, in 2020. Um, she won an Oscar for that, for Best Original Screenplay. Um, so this is second feature, and it's about... So I'm gonna, let's try a no-spoiler, or as close to we can get as a no-spoiler. Um, so it's about Barry Keegan, or Keoghan, as we learned, sorry. Um, don't yell me, Bobby. Uh, and he, like, so it takes place in, I believe, 2006 at Oxford. And so Barry Keoghan is, like, this weird little, like, kid, and he, you know, sees Jacob Elordi, who's playing this guy named Felix, who is, like, awesome, and obviously is, like, so hot, <laughs> and he's, like, huge, and he's so funny and nice to everybody, and everybody loves him, um, and, like, Barry Keoghan comes, like, infatuated with him, and he, like, helps him with a flat tire he got on his bike one day, and then now they're friends, and they start hanging out, and they become very good, like, pals at school, and then, like, Barry Keoghan opens up to him about, like, his home life, and how it's terrible and whatnot, and then uh, Jacob Elordi is like, why don't you come home with me for the summer, you spend the summer with me, and my family at our, like, fucking ginormous-ass castle, because we're so rich, and then so he goes there to spend the summer, and, uh, let's see, how do I tackle this? Um, Shit gets weird. It gets weird. Shit gets weird, you see a lot of dick. A lot of it, you see, Barry Keoghan shows dick multiple times. Um, bath water gets drunk. Um, yeah. Period he, blood gets in mouth. Period blood gets in mouth. And I'm going to tell you this line just because it's ridiculous and you need to be prepared for it. Yeah, there's a scene where Barry Keoghan's going down on someone um, and then she warns him that it's his, like, it's her time of the month or whatever. And then he says, like, don't worry, I'm a vampire. And I just, like, I think I, like, actually fucking, like, squealed in my fucking seat. I was so uncomfortable. That was a crazy fucking line. Um, and, yeah, that happens. You should, it's a, there's an absurdity factor to the whole thing. Um, it's beautifully shot. Um, the, all the acting is great across the board. Jacob Elordi, probably a standout. And I don't know who played the sister, but she was great, too. Um... Barry Keoghan did his, like, little weird kid thing that he always does. He's good. Um, Rosamund Pike is great. Uh, Carrie Mulgan has a cameo. She's really funny. But, um, yeah, again, like, I don't know. Like, they have this summer together, and shit gets weird. And it's just, like, talented Mr. Ripley. Let's just say that. It's like that. Um, and then the ending is fucking absurd. And the last shot is, like, worth the price of admission alone um yeah we'll leave it at that um i'll give it <laughs> the problem with the movie is like okay so they have this twist right i'm not going to tell you what the twist is but there's like a twist that doesn't feel like it was properly set up it kind of felt like this was two separate movies and she decided like it, it felt like it was like written in one try almost where like she decided at one point that this was the twist and then didn't go back to make the rest of the movie like in line with it. You know what I mean? And like set it up properly. Cause like the first half is like weird coming of age 
like college kid story. And then the second half is just like completely out of nowhere absurdity, we'll say. Um, yeah, I don't know. I liked it though. It's a lot of fun and just absurd. And let's see, I'll go like 8.2, 8.3 actually. We'll give Saltburn 8.3. Okay, so um, I actually really liked it. I thought the twist, I thought how it was written was great because they want you to like forget. It's supposed to be like an all of a sudden thing out of the blue. And it's explained in like the car ride, I guess once it's like, like, I guess like in the car ride between Barry Keoghan and Jacob Elordi, like their characters, like they discuss it in the car ride, like about like everything. And I thought it was awesome. Cause that's when, once that happens, everything goes South and like that kind of like coming of age, I guess I'm going to, we'll say like that, like that summer movie where he does all the weird shit and everything just takes like a twist and gets even weirder and gets more fucking diabolical and more fucked up. And then once you see everything like that, like at the end, once everything comes into flute, like, like one cohesive piece and you see all the shit that had built up to the very moment that at that end scene between Keoghan and uh, Roseman Pike, you're just like, holy shit. And it's like, it's, I thought that was fucking awesome. Um, I thought Barry Keoghan was the best part of this movie. He's so fucking good. Um, I thought all the weird shit he did up to the ending or like all the weird shit, like it shows what he was willing to do, like to get to where he wanted to be, I guess, if that makes any sense. I'm trying not my best not to spoil it, but (laughs) his character was just so diabolical. And so like my sister, cause I saw my sister and she was like, like, and her boyfriend, they were both like, it was a weird fucking movie, but it was good. But <laughs> this is, might be spoiling, might not be. But the line that stuck with me the most is, at the beginning, he goes, people thought I was in love with him. And then he was like, and he's like, and I, and I loved him. Or he's like, he's like, but he was like, I didn't love him like that. I loathed him. And if you know what loathed means, you go search it up. Once you like that clicks with you, you're like, holy fucking like, geez, like that's, that's a holy shit. That's like an awesome line right there. And then it was just what he was doing himself that a lot of people would not do half the crap he did. I mean, it was ridiculous. Um, like Adam said, shot beautifully. Honestly, it might be one of the, the best, if not the best shot film of the year. Like, well, I hope it gets nominated for cinematography and just like it deserves it. Um, I I really like this movie. Um, it's not in the nines. It's actually like right near your score. I gave it an eight four because it does have like mm-hmm. some of its problems here and there. But like, man, was it good. And also he referred to his like estate. They just referred to it, I believe, as Saltburn. So that that yeah, that's that's the name of the movie. 
And then the last scene's right. hilarious. And then also fucked it's up. So <laughs> like, it's hilarious. The last scene is absurd. And then, like, what he does right before the screen goes black and then, like, the title Saltburn comes up is just, like, psychotic. Like, it's just disturbing. And the, and the last song choice is, like, electric. Um, yeah, and then, um, yeah. Um, Archie, the, um, the, the name you didn't mention was Archie Medeque. He was the guy that was in Gran Turismo that was in it. He had the, oh, the yeah, giant yeah. afro. Um, he, he's, he's not bad. I just don't think I'm, like, that big of a fan of him. I've seen three of him three times this year. Um, he was all right in Gran Turismo. I mean, he was all right in this, and he really wasn't good at all in that. Uh, what was it? It was um, what movie was it? Heart of Stone with uh, Gal Gadot. So, I mean, he really wasn't good in that. I just don't don't think he's that great. I mean, but like I said, I love this movie. One of my favorite movies of the year. Wow. Not not one of the best, but one of my favorites. Like one of my personal favorites. Mm. Yeah, it's like I thought Saltburn was like some of the movies I have Saltburn over. They're like I have a I have eight movies that are in the nines this year. Which one of them I didn't get to review. I could do like a super quick review for it. But um and not many like in the eights, but I think Saltburn, these could be hot takes right here, but I think some of the movies I have Saltburn over, I think Saltburn was better than John Wick 4, Barbie, Dumb Money, Bottoms, The Killer, um, what else is on here? That may be like, yeah, that's, that's kind of it. And like Dungeons and Dragons. I know a lot of people really like that movie, but I good. think Saltburn was better than Barbie and like, John Wick 4 and Dumb Money. So, it was good. I really I enjoyed it. I think Saltburn over Barbie's crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I just, like, to me, it felt like two separate movies that were kind of, like, squished into each other. You know what I mean? And I guess that's the point. No, I, think... I guess that's what he's going for, but I don't know. Well, I think the point... I get what you're saying, but I think the point of why it all happened like that was because it was like him kind of like calling an audible. Because once the, that twist happened, he was like, fuck. Now I have like plans are cha plans have changed. Plan B. Oh, well, no. I was talking about... Yeah, I know, I know what you mean about that twist. I, was, I just meant like the plan. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, and it plan. was like... You know, like the whole plan. Fuck. I oh. hold on. If you don't well, want to get, I don't think that was too. Skip good. fifteen seconds. I didn't. If you don't want to get spoiled, skip fifteen seconds. The right. part. Skip where, it a minute. Um, skip the minute. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so like you know, the whole time he like is planning to do all this, right? And it's revealed in the mm -hmm. end that it's been his plan since day one. And it's like, yeah, it didn't feel like it was planned since day one. It felt like what you were saying, like he switched up after he got found out. But well, like, no, 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 no. I think, no, I'm talking about how I think like, that's what I thought was great because it doesn't like, I get what you're saying, how it feels like two movies in one, but him, like once a Lordy finds out about the parents, 
that's where he's like, all uh-huh. right, the plan, instead of it being a long-term plan, because all the shit he did at the beginning was to like, whatchamacallit, to make sure he was like getting his foot in the door so he could do everything. And then once he figured out his parents were fit, like once he, he realized that the parents were figured out, hold on one second. All right, skip, skip another 30 seconds, guys. Skip another 30 seconds. <laughs> um, but once he figures out like his parents or I guess Alordi figures out Kyogen's parents or whatever, that's when Kyogen in the back of his head is like, fuck, I have to do something right now. And so that's when he decides mm-hmm. to bang, 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 bang. So it's like he just fires off all those shots. Okay. You could see he started doing that with Archie Medekwe's character. Yeah. 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 okay are we back yeah we're back i mean but yeah i mean that's how like that's how i i take it in because it's like it's more of a a realization (laughs) Uh and then it's a a plan b okay now i have to i have to do this i have a very i have a small window now that i have to work with Mm -hmm. okay and that then then we also find out that that short window was improvised and then the long then that long window opened up again Mm -hmm. where he probably did a ton of weird shit aka skip five seconds stalking to get to that (laughs) Uh uh-huh yeah Yeah, i mean i really like yeah i liked it um yeah eight four for me i'm gonna downgrade to an eight one on my end, we'll leave it at that. Okay, um, actually, I'm gonna do okay. a super quick. I'm gonna do a super quick one, real quick. Unless it's your, right, is your thing about salt burner now. Kind of, yeah. Okay, you can go. You can go first. Go. Okay, cool. Um, so okay, you're like watching it, right? Um, it was like starkingly similar to the talented Mr. Ripley, right? Um, just like plot and all of it. Um. And then so I rewatched it today with my sister because me and my sister both saw Saltburn yesterday. And then so we rewatched Mr. Ripley. Um, and I hadn't seen it in a while. And I know you probably haven't seen it in a little bit. Um, but it is crazy just how alike those two movies are. Like she stole lines and scenes from Talented Ripley for that movie. Like if she has not seen Mr. Ripley, I would be so fucking surprised because like some of the dialogue is word for word. I would love for somebody, like when this movie comes out on video and whatnot, I would love for somebody to do like a cross edit between the two because there are numerous scenes where it is literally word for word lines and scenes from Saltburn, and it's crazy. Um, and I think Ripley, again, I know we disagree on this a little bit, but I think Ripley did, Ripley is a better movie. Um, just oh, it, like, it 100% is. I haven't seen it since high school, but. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't seen it in forever. I think it's a better movie than Saltburn, and I think it's better thought out, at least in my opinion, in terms of how everything is set up and how everything is played out, and just, like, how much sense all of it makes in the end, I guess. Um, but Saltburn is just so much more fun. It's also really funny at parts. I don't know if we mentioned that, but there's, like, a black comedy element of Saltburn, and it's, like, it can be really funny at times. Um, but, yeah. 
I don't know. I rewatched Ripley and I was just like, God damn, these are way too similar. And it like took away from Saltburn a little bit just because it's like some of the lines are word for word. It's crazy. And it's like, I don't know how nobody's like calling it out. Um, and it's just like, I actually have some scenes that people call it out online, but like, God damn, it's so similar. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I thought that was a good comparison. Um, you know, I'll have to check out Ripley. I'll give it. I'll give Ripley an eight point two, just because it's so fucking disturbing. Um, but it is a good movie. It does drag though. The second half is not that good. Um, first half still killer, but the second half kind of drags a ton, and it's just like you don't want to sit in that movie for any longer than you have to. You know what I mean? It's just like it's so unsettling the whole time. Um, but yeah, so weird comparison to Saltburn. I would recommend you watch Saltburn and then try watching that after and just see what you think. It's weird. Um, okay, back to you. Yeah, um, I haven't seen Ripley since high school, so I haven't seen Ripley in at least three years. Probably more like mm-hmm. four or five. I probably haven't seen it since like my soft- our sophomore year of high school. But mm-hmm. um, So I don't have a review for that, but I do have a review for... I'm going to say this is the first Christmas movie I've watched this, this year. Um, the Holdovers. Um, absolutely fucking awesome movie. It was really good. Basically, I heard that, yeah. Um, the best way I could describe this movie, it's this is Paul Giamatti's Dead Poet Society. It's kind <laughs> of like literally the best way I could say it. Um, awesome movie. I'm going to go 9-1 from Bob on the Bob's Go. Damn. It's, a, it's going to finish as a top 10 movie of the year. It's one of the best Christmas movies I've ever seen. I'm going to stand by that. It's so oh, good. Um, and is it still in theaters? Yeah. yeah, it should still be in theaters. I see it's it. good. It, it, and worst case scenario, I mean, it's one of those weird movies where it'll probably be on um, like Max early or something. I feel like it's going to be on one of those mm-hmm. types of streaming platforms really quickly after. So, um, yeah. I highly recommend that movie. I have all the movies I like we reviewed today and I have reviewed. That's the one I'd probably say, go watch like as fast as you can, like listen to this movie and then go see it immediately. Like literally buy your ticket right now to go see the holdovers. Super good. <laughs> I want to see it. Like, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's Giamatti's version of, uh, Dead Poet Society. That's like all I'm gonna say. You could, if you've seen Dead Poet Society, if you haven't seen Dead Poet Society, you you stink. That movie's awesome, but it's it's Giamatti's it's Giamatti's version of Dead Poet Society, and you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you have seen Dead Poet Society, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, that's all I got. Interesting. You got anything else to add? Yeah. Um, for anybody interested, I watched the first two episodes of The Curse, the new Nathan Fielder, Emma Stone, uh, Benny Safdie show. Um, it's, I don't know. A part of me feels like Nathan Fielder is just like too weird to be able to write fiction. Cause then it's just like, cause his reality shit is fucking weird. So his fiction shit is like insane. Um, yeah, I'm two episodes in. I don't know if it's good or not. Good or not. I can't really tell yet. It's just really disturbing. Not a lot has happened. There are a couple of really weird scenes. You see Nathan Fielder's dick a couple of times. Um, and then there's like a big conversation that he has with his stepdad. Or not stepdad. Uh, father-in-law. Um, 
about how they both have small dicks and that's like a 15 minute scene they're just talking about their small dicks and they're like i got a small dick and he's like yeah i got one too and then they just talk about their dicks and he's like you want to see my dick <laughs> nathan's like no i don't really want to i don't really want to see your dick um yeah, it's it's a weird one. I don't know. I'm not really all in yet. I'm gonna try and give it like one more episode. It's just it's fucking weird, and not a lot's happened, so I'm getting kind of restless with it. But yeah, I don't know. Be warned about that show. It's weird as fuck. Yeah, I, I, the only thing I've seen of that is they did the uh, anyone but you like joke trailer kind mm-hmm. of. Mm-hmm. But that's all I've seen from that movie, and then I guess like the posters. Otherwise, I haven't seen anything from it. It's a weird one. Uh, yeah, guys. I mean, that's all the films I've seen. Um, I've been super swamped recently. I got finals coming up next week. So hopefully, I don't know about you, but if you have finals or not, you definitely have them coming up soon. But I do hopefully have we can try to. Week. Yeah, hopefully we can try to maybe record a little earlier than we normally do. Maybe try to get a quick episode in. We'll make so it you guys have one. Yeah, we'll we'll make one happen. Um, but yeah, no, we're grinding. We're getting back. We should definitely have an episode after next week. We should definitely have weekly episodes coming up. But uh, yeah, that's all I got to say. Follow us all on the socials. Go to whatever social you follow. Go to the link tree. If not, some of the socials will be linked below. Just click mm-hmm. them. Look at them. Follow them. Enjoy them. Marinate in everything we say. Do what you want with them. <laughs> Bathe in all I mean, words. yeah. I mean, do what you want with them. Like Barry Keoghan did what he wanted in Saltburn. So yeah. he fucks a grave. <laughs> okay. Uh, we'll see you guys. I don't next think week. they need to know that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, yeah. Take it easy. Catch y'all <laughs> on the flip. Peace. Peace. Hit it, guys. No matter